This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at the mountains of Alaska through magnificent photography in the documentary The Sanctity of Space and a serious female issues off the coast of Scotland in Ladies of Steel and also in Finland in The Road Dance. For young climbers out there seeking adventures. The big challenge is finding any blank spots that are left. We're launching. It's not just going up and getting something done. They're tying their whole life into the whole climb. The documentary, The Sanctity of Space, follows three friends inspired by the photography of a legendary mountain climber as they ready themselves to traverse a series of Alaska's most challenging peaks. Charlie Sierra has been off to the Alice Cinemas to see this film about the truly splendid mountains of Alaska. Uh, Charlie, there is actually much more to this movie than what these three fellows achieved. What did you think of The Sanctity of Space? I, I thought it was, first of all, just how beautiful it to, was yeah. the movie. Just, so, yeah. yeah, the cinematography, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not, yeah, okay, it's a lot of the cinematography from ground, or from the level of the people carrying cameras with them. Up yes. There. But there's a lot of wonderful aerial shots yes. overlooking the whole scene. And you see, you know, dozens and dozens of mountain peaks yes. and, and all this sort of thing. There's some really, truly magnificent areas. There. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was over surprised. Yeah. Over it's it's quite overwhelming. Thing. And, and just mm. to see things from a different perspective, you know, because seeing a mountain from down up, seeing a mountain at mountain level and yeah. seeing it from <laughs> up, high, down, down, down. <laughs> it's it's quite different and and just the passion that these people have have to have uh on that you know because they all want to do well at least these guys from the documentary they were climbers yeah but but they were wanting to make a, a movie they wanted to to do a film they wanted to have really good footage to be able to put something together yeah and as many documentaries probably, right? Um, when, when, when you're doing it, you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all they wanted to do was, they, they were not looking to be the first people to climb to the, any peak. What they wanted to do was to close the tooth gaps of all of those different peaks in that specific yeah. mountain. Yeah, there's, I mean, they're quite a fascinating-looking thing, the tooth <laughs> traverse, it's called. Yeah, the tooth there's traverse. There's about um, oh, half a dozen or four or five um, different um, mountain peaks sticking yes. up. And they seem close together. <laughs> and and, um, and they're, they're, they're all called, one's called the eye tooth, one moose's tooth, one broken tooth, another sugar tooth. 
too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and and the whole challenge, the final challenge, was to be able to climb up and down, up and down. All from of them. One, all yeah. of them. And nobody, had, this is at any time, um, uh, had ever managed to do that. Yeah, it had not and been it, done it, before. It, well, and every, I can see everybody, why. a lot of. I don't know if a lot of people, but people had reached the peak of the different dudes. Yeah, individually. The, individually, yeah, but yeah. they had not done the whole a thing, lot. which oh, was what oh, they wanted oh, to do. Yeah. I mean, it would be a challenge, like going to, the, to say, four... Um, skyscrapers in New York get yes. the tallest ones are close together and then get them to climb up yeah. the outside of a different mountain up and down up and down yeah. up and down it, it'd be about as challenging oh, yeah, doing, definitely. doing all of that in one yeah. go <laughs> and, I, and I think another another div, um, very interesting thing that the movie shows is the amount of preparation that is actually involved Like, yes, yes. The, even when they were doing, I think it was their second attempt, when they were there um, camping, that they went to, I think it was tooth number three, and they did that one, only that one, yeah. to reach the peak to see how they were going to connect it. Yeah. That was not at all what they were doing, that, what they wanted to do. But they needed to climb to that peak directly to be able to connect it to the other ones and then climb down, go back to the first tooth and start passing them all. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's really <laughs> impressive. And the, yeah. the, these three people, like you can tell that it's it's absolutely their lives. Like I remember mostly Freddy, uh, who was the, the guy that used to live in that very small cabin with his partner. Oh yeah, Freddy Wilkinson. Freddy yes. Wilkinson, that he says yeah. in a moment of the movie, he says, we, we kind of are sacrificing Uh, comfort for being able to just pack up and leave three, four months mm. and not have yeah. to worry about our house. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and they were inspired by this other guy. I've never heard of him, but then I'm not that much into mountain climbers. <laughs> a bloke called uh, Brad uh, uh, Washburn, and he he's I understood to be quite a legendary explorer and mountain climber, and also a photographer. That is correct. And and it was his. They had seen his photography of these particular mountains in a row there. Yes. And you get those higher aerial shots of them. Yeah, because he managed to get helicopters to take yeah, him around and yeah, do all of those and, shots. And all this wonderful stuff. And it's from him that they got uh, the sort of inspiration to yes. do this. And of course, he wanted to come along with them. Although yeah, at the end, yeah. he wasn't there. Yeah, with of course. Him. Like <laughs> the the prime of his life was like. Around the 70s, right, was when he was doing all of the all of his big accomplishments. Mm. And I also found it really interesting when they are focusing in his life, on Brad's life, uh, how his partner, his wife, inadvertently became the first woman to climb. I don't remember which mountain it was, but I just remember in that part of the movie when they're going up, and and they're interviewing the the partner, and and they say like that the men stopped and they told her, you should lead and you should, you should get to the peak first. And she was like, but why? This is not a big deal. They were like, nah. do you realize that you are going to be the, the first, first woman, woman to be in this peak? And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Oh, no. There's, uh, I mean, there's, there's so much in the film. It could be like th about three different films because you could see it as a film about this main uh, uh, this uh, mountain climber photographer Brad Washburn there's quite a lot about him in the film and yet there is also a lot of old photography i think there's some black and white photography yes. going back to the 1930s yes. of mountain climbers yes. at that time 
and some magnificent stuff there also that is shown. So you get all of that. And then the last third is about these three chappies um, taking on the challenge yeah, and yeah. actually doing it. Yeah, and, R- Renan, and, Freddy, uh, and I don't remember the name of the other one. Sack, I think it was. Yes, uh, they, they were. There was a like called um, Renan, Renan Ozturk. Which is the one uh, that has the accident. Oh, oh, yeah, and then there was Zach Smith. Yeah, Zach Smith, one. yeah, which is yeah. the... Um, they say it a couple of times there in the movie that he was by far the most skilled one of them, mm-hmm. the best climber out of mm-hmm. the three, but that he was just a bit bad at advertising himself as, <laughs> as a climber, and that he was all about the climb. He, he didn't enjoy the photography and the filming as much as Renan and Freddy. Uh-huh. But it's still really amazing movie to watch, just just oh, for the scenery, you stuff. know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yep. Okay, thank you very much. All right. That was Charlie Sierra with his views on the sanctity of space. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I'll catch up. Kirsty. Hi, Callum. I learnt a new tune. Oh. I'll play it for you. Angus, my sister fancies me. And what about you, Kirsty? Who do you fancy? Good to have you back, lad. Thank you, sir. Are you having improper thoughts about me, Kirsty? Set on an isolated Hebrides island during World War I, the road dance shows us how one fateful night can alter the course of a young woman's life forever. With me now on the phone is Rosie Alcolea, who has been off to the Academy Cinemas to see this coming-of-age drama in which a rather difficult subject is explored. Uh, Rosie, what did you think of this emotionally charged movie, The Road Dance? I really loved it. I was thinking that I was going to watch the too many times counted uh, love story from, you know, World War. Yeah. But it was very, very surprisingly um, original and that surprising and very well done, actually. Oh, yes, and beautifully set on these, uh, the Hebrides Islands, that's off Scotland. And, yeah, that's a beautiful setting there. Yeah, it's basically, to me, it was, you know, a bit of a, the whole thing was a bit of a surprise because it seems to come in three parts. The first part is, oh, it's just sort of the beginning of World War I, and uh, this, yeah, Rosie, um, uh, played by... Oh, lost her name. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Rosie is um, a, a young woman, and she's not too happy living, yeah, living there. Yeah. She'd love to go off to, to live in um, the United States and all this sort of thing. Uh, but she, then she meets a, a, a young a, a boy, a young man, and, um, and yeah. they, they establish a sort of a romance relationship between, and, and all this sort of thing. And they're even sort of thinking of maybe going off to America um, one day. But yeah. This is, uh, yeah. And you think, oh, this is a nice little story, but you don't know exactly where it's leading. But then he is called off to fight in the war, and then there's another complete... Uh, start to the whole thing. It's like a totally different uh, story of because on, after a farewell dance, uh, a farewell party for him going off, um, she's walking home and, uh, well, she's attacked 
we won't go into any more detail about this, but uh, this yeah. is, uh, this sets the whole thing up for a, a much more intense, uh, dramatic story to what we, I, I thought. You know, before that, I just thought, oh, this is a you know, light romance thing. It's one of those. But, yeah, but exactly. Yeah, this, uh, this is something totally, totally different. And then later on, it's the um, after effects of all of this, uh, the effect this has on her and on her future life and all of this. And this is completely yeah, you know, different setting also. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The production is fantastic. It's, it's really dark. It's a dark movie because they really let you Im- submerge in the environment of the little island. And also it's based on a true story. Oh, yes, I can see that sort of thing happening. <laughs> yeah, it's based on a true story. So, yeah, it is, it is quite, 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 uh, yeah, interesting. And the production, as I said, is, 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 is amazing. It's very well done as well. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, um, and, and I think it's quite well acted. That's Kirsty. She's the um, young woman played by Hermione Caulfield. And, um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think she's got a certain sort of a very lovable sort of a charm about her. And, uh, and she That's cares. That's right. And she holds a movie. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's very much that. And, uh, but so, you know, it's always a surprise when these films come along because I just did not know quite what to expect. And then it sort of comes in different sections that uh, affect yeah. you in a different way, you know, and more they they draw you into it more and more all the time emotionally. You're in there with, exactly. with her all the way. Mm. Yes, it's kind of you have the same journey emotionally with her. Yes. Oh, yes. And that's the magic of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd certainly like to go to those islands one day. <laughs> That'd be quite a twist. <laughs> Except she, yeah, but all she's doing there, she's working on the farm, you know, planting potatoes and things. And so, yeah, so, I know. So I can understand why she wants to go to the United States instead. <laughs> <laughs> and why the road dances are so appealing to the youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can hi, hi, I can highly recommend this film. Um, yeah. Uh, um, but you know, don't you know? But you will be surprised a couple of times as the whole film evolves as it goes along. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we recommend it highly. Good. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Rosie. That was Rosie Alcolea with her views on the road dance. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I also thank this show's sponsor, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website. That's assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers, one word, Musta piti tulla kirjailija. Kaikki kirjailijat on juoppoja. Fantastista. Mistä nyt on kyse? Hinkeli on kaivannut kukkapenkin. Ei vaan hauda. Kissailekko. Kaikki haluaa tappaa miehensä. Olen mäkin tappanut kaikki viisaaviomiesteni. Mennäänkö nyt poliisille? Me pitää selvittää yksi asia ensin. Nopea vessatauko ja sitten jatketaan. Kassua! Jäillä, tarjoilija! 
Ladies of Steel is a rather black comedy drama about three supposedly mature elderly sisters behaving badly as they travel through parts of Finland. Uh, Robin Munro's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this sometimes intense film which centres on a woman who believes she has killed her husband. Um, Robin, I was surprised by this film in many ways. What did you think of Ladies of Steel? Well, it caught me off balance a bit because I thought uh, once we got the three sisters together, having learnt that one sister may have killed her husband, and them sort of trying to sort themselves out, I expected them to be very timid and so on. But actually, uh, they were no shrinking violets at all. They were talking about sex. They were uh, reminiscing about their past. They were swearing. They were cursing men. And uh, they generally had a very good time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, these are not... um, All of them were in their 70s. Yes. Uh, And and the main one uh, in Kera, she's 75 years old. So, you know, I mean, that's incredible. And you could see that they were enjoying playing those parts in that film. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> they could say anything they liked, no matter how outrageous and, uh, and offbeat and that. And, um, and they were going on and on and on, raving and abusing everything and everybody. I think that's what was the good fun element of the whole thing. Yes, well, um, you, you expect ladies of that age to be dignified and full yes. of respect. Yes, but uh, they don't like my really... mother. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but they don't really show this. And e- even though they review their life, it turns out that Inkri uh, was once a kind of uh, student poet or writer. She, she wrote an unfinished novel, but she also posted some things about feminism. And she has an argument with her sister about what year she got married because she can't quite remember whether it was 1971 or 73. <laughs> so... Thinking that she's going to go to jail, they drop by the university and find out that she could still, uh, she didn't graduate because she got married, but uh, she could still go go and resume. And when some younger people find out about what she wrote in those days, they want to study her and praise her and think that yeah. she's very innovative. Yes, oh yes, 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 you meet all those people too. Uh, it's a, and I mean, the, whole, the whole point of it is that this particular one in Kerry, who you mentioned, played by Lena Fortilla, um, she has had a difficult life with her husband who's abused her all of their married life. And, um, and now she's hit him on the head with a hit him on the head with a frying pan. Because he think, complained uh, about her jam. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and she thinks he's dead. So what, she doesn't know what to... Yeah, and she wants to bury him in the, in the back garden. <laughs> but then she, she realises what she's done and she goes off to see her sisters because one of them is a lawyer. But, uh, you know, the, the, the lawyer, the two sisters take it in most offbeat sort of a manner, the best way that they feel that they could deal or think of cope with the whole situation is hop in a car and let's drive around and let's go off and see so-and-so on the other side of Finland sort of thing. <laughs> and, um, and well, and they spend all their time t- talking and arguing and going on and on and on. <laughs> but it's, it's wonderful stuff. Yes, yes, yes. No, as you say, I'm sure the, the actresses uh, really enjoyed it. And... Um, Yes, it, it, it revived uh, their, their, their young life. Uh, but also they, they are very unconventional and uh, it's quite exciting. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing the sort of films we're, that we're getting out of Finland at the moment. There was another one a couple of weeks ago set in, in Russia on, on, the, on train. the train. Yeah. Yes. Compartment f- number six. Yeah, this Finnish woman who's been studying in uh, Russia, uh, she meets up with this rather offbeat young. <laughs> um, rude, very rude um, Russian bloke on the train, and, and again, there's such you know uh, odd characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got both. They're, they're, you could see them from the amusing point of view, but also they're quite aggressive. They can be argumentative about everything all the time. <laughs> I, I wonder if people are like that in Switzerland or in, in Finland, <laughs> I should say, all the time. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. They're known for being very dour, and I think that might be one of the in-jokes from the Finns who watch it, uh-huh. uh, that, they, that they are um, rather reserved people. Oh. Uh, but they are the happiest people in the world, according to some surveys, so... Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, no, it's good to see. Um, you've been there, haven't you? Yes, I've been yeah. there several mm. times. And yeah. Do they have much of a, fin, a, a film industry there as well? Oh, that I don't know. No, but, just... uh, but they are certainly taking part in this sort of European discourse, and part of that is music. I think uh, a Finnish band won the Eurovision Song Contest one time, and film and writing... Um, uh, they're definitely people interested in, in the arts and in creativity, and I'm sure that's how they how they look at look at this film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we see quite a bit of landscape too—the lakes and the forests. Oh yes, oh, very yes. much it's part just, of Finland mm, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, it comes across really beautiful there. Um, but anyway, so but as such, I, I found it a um, good, satisfying viewing. I mean, it shows a wide range of emotions in all the characters, and. Uh, and, and uh, well, it's just good to see they all survive. <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay, well, thank you very much. That's uh, again um, good, good, uh, good to see this one. Yeah, good. Thank you. Cheers. That was Robin Munro with his views on Ladies of Steel, and I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday, and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on Plains FM website, plainsfm.org.nz. Music